Welcome to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses, and you are listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. Gathering of Minds is a week-long event taking place on Toronto Island this week and features participants from the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation, the Naho, Naaho, rather, Maori Designers Network, the University of Toronto, as well as additional support from the City of Toronto. A day-long symposium is taking place tomorrow, Friday the 13th, at the Art Space at Gibraltar Point. I have with me the pleasure uh, of several people in the studios uh, from that event, and I'm going to do my best to introduce them and not butcher their names. But here we go. First of all, we have Lucy Tukey, and Lucy is a passionate advocate for Maui. Her Native by Native consultancy supports the many tribes of Auckland as a conduit of effective engagement, including cultural design with developers, designers, both private and government, and she is a member of the Auckland Council of Urban Design Panel and a founding member of Na'aho, a national body for Maori designers across a wide range of professions. I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to move on to Dr. Uh, Toki Luton. And uh, Dr. Toki is an expert voting member of the ISCCL, which is the cultural, well, maybe not. it's not it, but... Uh, perhaps I'll get uh, Dr. Toki to elaborate. What is the is that is the, the name? Um, ICOMOS, which is um, the International Committee on Monuments and Sites, and I look specifically at international the International Scientific Scientific Committee on Cultural Landscapes. Fabulous! Thank you for doing that and introducing yourself. I appreciate that. You're now, probably. Desna Ifanga, uh, Shalom. Uh, Desna's work spans multiple disciplines and focuses on researching Maori cultural paradigms, design work, artwork, governance positions with a core of indigenous voice advocacy. This work explores the eco-philosophical and community connective values of Maori uh, knowledge systems, which are shared by uh, their people and the participants participate, attend, and give voice to the culture. Fabulous stuff. And also with us, we have Nicole, La, um, uh, here we go, Latulip. Nicole Latulip. Now, Nicole is an assistant professor at the University of Toronto Scarborough. Her family is French-Canadian with Algonquin ancestry. Her area of focus is indigenous Anishinaabeg knowledge, governance, and laws Concerning the environment, waters, fisheries, lands management, environmental justice, Nicole has worked with First Nations for 10 years in political advocacy with the Union of Ontario Indian Indians on the implementation of the recommendations from the Ipawash Inquiry and also the community-based researcher and emerging uh, scholar. Nicole has worked in research partnership with Nipissing First Nation on fisheries knowledge governance and laws, as well as the Whitefish First Nation on Anishinaabeg water laws and water security. That's just some of the things she's been involved with. Last but not least, I'd like to also uh, uh, let you know that we have a gentleman by the name of William Hatton, and he is here. He's part of, uh, he, he is from Maori, uh, Maori and uh, he's a landscape ar 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 architect. Now, these are a very interesting group of people participating in this event this week, so I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the background of this connecting indigenous placemakers is is that that's what this is with this residency and retreat for 20 indigenous place making practitioners who are based in the Toronto Mississauga area as well as New Zealand and uh, as we said this one day public symposium 
or approximately 60 to 75 people. So if you're interested, you can head over there tomorrow maybe. No, you can't. It's all closed. You're done. It's full. Okay, well, maybe they can peek in through the windows if they want to come over and, and <laughs> see what's going on. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it over to Nicole to uh, give us a little... Yes? Sorry, uh, sorry, William, you wanted to say something? Yeah. Tēnei te mei tātou katoa, whakarunga ke au ki te tangi ate manu nei tui, 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 tui a. Tua i runga, tua i raro, tua i roto, tua i waho. Tua i te mahere tangata, karungo te ao, karungo te pōti hei mauri ora. A i te atua, te kaihanga o ngā mea katoa tēnā koe. Kukwe te kaiho mai me te kaitango, o reira e te atua tēnā koe. Te whare tū mai nei, te whare whakapiri, tū tonu, tū tonu tēnā koe. Papa tuanuku te whai o te motu takoto ki waho, takoto, takoto tēnā koe. E ngā mate, ngā tini aitua, haere ki ngā ringaringa o te, atu, o te atua me ngā tūpuna. Haere ki Hawaiki nui, Hawaiki roa, Hawaiki pā māu māu. Um, e ngā rangatira, uh, David, tēnā koe, tēnei te mekia koe, uh, tō karanga kia, kia mātou, um, ki te haramai nei, uh, ki, ki te korero uh, mo tēnei uh, wānanga mo, mo te wiki nei, uh, te indigenous placemaking, place reira tēnā koe. Um, Ngā tangata, um, o tēnei rohe, o tēnei ao, uh, tēnā koutou katoa, uh, tēnei te mi kia koutou, uh, ki te whakarongo kia, kia mātou uh, mo te ahinei, uh, nō reira tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou. So I just wanted to um, greet, greet, give a mihi first to you. So a mihi is a greeting, so first I greeted our atua, um, our Lord, our maker, our creator of life. Um, and then I moved into our this whare, um, which brings us together to here today. Um, and then I mihi to Papa Tuanuku, the mother of the earth, mother of all things, um, as well as greeting our mate, our deed, our tūpuna, our forebears. So, um, yeah, kia ora David, and I mihi to you um, for allowing us to come and have a quarter with you about our um, wānanga that's happening at the moment, the indigenous placemaking on the Toronto Islands. Um, and I mihi to you all um, who, who are listening. Um, thank you for um, allowing us this time to... Share, um, share our whakaro, share our kōrero with you um, about what we are doing. So, ngā mihi kia koutou. Uh, William, I appreciate you saying that. And, and I want to also uh, take a moment just to reiterate that I am very grateful that William did that and it was pointed out to me to allow that to happen because we don't always get that opening happening. It's something that is very important and, uh, and I am on this daily uh, run that keeps going and going and I appreciate you slowing me down and, and interrupting me to do that. I, 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 I am very grateful that you did that. So, uh, and it is very much a pleasure to have all of you here today. Now, the three of you just made a move and are standing there in front of me. Was that <laughs> deliberate? Is there something yes. going on? What's happening? Just because our, uh, our chairs are noisy when yes. we get up and down. Oh, I so see. Um, so you're okay. Good. It's it wasn't. also respectful for us to stand more yeah. when we speak our speak. elders. Yeah. yeah. So, so listen, guys. What I'll do is if someone is going to answer a question, I'll just ask you to either take a step forward and speak uh, uh, closer to the microphone or just, you know, really project your voice so that everybody can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I was going to say, Nicole, if you don't mind, um, can you, is there anything in that background that, that we didn't touch on that you think is important to mention? Yeah, I think, um, uh, Chimmy Gwetch, David, for inviting us and for, for all the participants who have joined, um, to come over here today to speak with everyone. Uh, it's been a really humbling and exciting experience for me. And, um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, 
I wanted to say that place, um, the island, uh, Minasing, is actually what brought us together in the first place because um, it was uh, Desna who was visiting uh, uh, her friend and, and colleague from the Na'aho Designers Network, um, her friends um, Biddy Livesey and Jim Clark here in Toronto who've been working as planners in Toronto for a couple of years. And they went out um, to visit the Toronto Islands. Um, and when, uh, as I understand it, when they got to Artscape Gibraltar, you know, the idea was to have a gathering, like, and Desna can really elaborate on this, but the idea was to have a gathering there with the two um, cultures, the, the many nations coming together there. And um, so the island, um, as we've come to hear from um, our partner, is uh, the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation on this project. And so we have uh, Kathy Jamison, who's um, an artist, visual artist, um, and a counselor, um, but it, um, we've had, you know, she's been a partner from, from, from the very early onset in this project, and she's been explaining to us this week that the island has always been a place of healing, and the island has always been a place of um, connections and a gathering place, and so um, I think that 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 spirit is what um, what what called this this gathering to fruition, and so. As we've been spending time there, the um, the framework that Kathy provided one of the one piece of the cross cultural framework that um, Kathy provided was the gathering of minds, which is how you started it. Uh, and I thought that was really interesting. So we have actually been doing that in a in a collaborative, conversational way this week. And it's so just to reiterate, it's, it was place that brought us there, and place and the land has been sort of our our central and spirit has been like a central theme. Mm. Uh, who would like to jump in with uh, something about this week? What have you seen? What are you What are you doing? What are you hoping to take away from this? My name is Desna Fangasholam. I'm the chairperson for Ngaaho, the Māori Designers Collective. Um, as Nicole mentioned, I was over here a year ago to um, visit some of our colleagues and. Um, when we went to Artscape Gibraltar, I saw a place there which resonated with the types of places that we have gatherings at home, albeit that it's not um, the building structures and not so much indigenous, obviously, um, but the way that it has spaces to collectively gather, to explore our creative practices and um, also the connection to the environment is really important to us. Um, quite a few of our members have been travelling um, a bit more in internationally and connecting with other Indigenous cultures in the last few years from Ngāaho. And it's notable that at home we have cultural centres called marae where we can have gatherings that allow us to easily be within architecture that recognises our sense of place um, and um, that are uh, they're painted houses, they're carved houses and they uh, connect with the environment and the history of their environment really easily um, and when we've started to travel more to go to conferences or symposiums, they lack that connection to the environment. You're often travelling to somewhere else. Um, you turn up in a large urban environment, you end up meeting in beige boxes. Lots of people kind of push information at you about their specialties rather than really having that reciprocity. Um, and so, yeah, when we visited um, Toronto Island, there seemed that there would be the uh, the kind of sense of place that we might be able to have that uh, reciprocity between the two cultures and to be able to connect to place. To um, There's beautiful mahinga kai or gardens that um, you can harvest from there that have um, 
uh, indigenous foods in them and there's a connection to the lake, so a connection to waters for most indigenous people is really, really important. Uh, and also just the, the fact that it is a, heal- a place of healing. So for Ngāaho, I think um, one of the big differences for us as indigenous designers is that our work is works towards supporting place and supporting the healing of place and that we see humans as a part of the environment. So how does our work contribute to that greater whole rather than it being more of a individualistic, um, my vocation, here's how I'm going to design the world. We're there to support or bring through that Mother Mother Earth law um, within our practice. So, yeah, we, um, we're we hoping through uh, this gathering, albeit that in some ways it's an initial meeting, that we might be able to nurture and uh, support each other's practices between Indigenous peoples too, because a lot of us have got the same kind of struggles going on. So the more that we can share, the more we support each other, and also obviously more, the more that we can support the environment. So as you were speaking and mentioning uh, some of the spaces and the indigenous spaces, um, I couldn't help but think about just being taking a 15-minute ferry ride over to Toronto Island, separating you from this concrete jungle that is you know, Toronto on the mainland, and you have this island that is somewhat of a retreat and very, some, I guess, in 15 minutes, you're very much removed from that environment, correct? Is it, do you get a sense of that as you're over there? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, the fact that um, you, well, there are vehicles, I'm sorry, there are vehicles in the place, but it's not as um, persistent as if you are here on the mainland. And the fact that you're far removed from the busy schedules and, you know, daily lifestyles of people also adds to that. It sort of reminds me of being in um, in a very secluded place where you can think, you can actually um, interact with the environment and feel the essence of being in a place like Torrent Islands, basically. Beautiful scarf, by the way. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so listen, um, you have actually traveled around and you know uh, around the world and, and worked in some different areas. So uh, when you when you when you come here to to participate in this, what what do you hope to either bring uh, and and what do you hope to share and what do you hope to take away? Well, from oh, I'm I'm coming from um, Suriname, French Guiana, New York, Toronto, and then Toronto <laughs> Islands in the last three weeks. So basically, uh, <laughs> it's more about feeling the essence of everyone's indigenous culture, because I've seen a lot of similarities. We're not different at all in the stories that we tell, in the essence that we feel. That is basically, we feel the same thing. It's just that each one thinks that there's this different or you know unique to them, but the stories are similar and it's the same. So from travels that I've been on and coming to Toronto Island, I still feel that essence. And it was so amazing to have the bonfire, you know, ceremony that we had, you know, two nights ago, was it? One night ago. My days are buggy at the moment. But yes, but it was amazing to feel that, you know, there and to meditate and to be part of that circle, which made us feel very, very familiar, you know, as a family. So you get that when you travel, you know, to different places, you, the, the, the familiarity of it that we're dealing with the same issues and we're experiencing the same type of um, storytelling that we give. Um, so ex- can we expand a little bit more about 
I mean, we talked about gathering of the minds, but there's this, there's this space, there's this, um, uh, this, this, this other element that you guys are, are working on. Can someone elaborate on that for me? So, um, I tēnā tata katsoa, ko Lucy tuku a tēnei huri nō te wakatai nui uh, pare waikato ngāti tahinga, pare hauraki, ngāti pāua, ngāti whanaunga. Um, I guess for me, being present here on this land um, is always an honour. And um, when we come to uh, Indigenous lands, we acknowledge, as uh, William did in our opening, um, our Creator, those that have passed on, and the people of this land, but we also acknowledge um, our DNA markers, I like to call them, which are our mountains. Um, so my mountains bow to your mountains, my rivers bow to your rivers, um, my sites of significance um, bow to your ancestors. And so um, being back here on Turtle Island, um, I've spent a lot of time um, in Canada in the past, and I'm always um, treated um, and honoured um, just by the presence of um, the deep, and traditional knowledge systems that exist um, and have participated um, in ceremonies. Um, and I think uh, when we talk about this space, and um, my sister Toki touched on it, um, we are no different and it's just our language that separates us. But when we think about the waters that, um, that we are all connected to um, globally, um, we are one. Um, I, re I reflect on a conversation that I had um, with a friend who is a chief of one of the northern um, BC peoples, um, and he talked about um, the Truth and Re Reconciliation Commission, um, and for him, uh, he reflected on um, the fact that it didn't recognise spirituality um, and that was a, you know, like a drop mic moment, um, no pun intended, but for me it was, um, it was really um, quite profound to hear him say that because in Aotearoa we too have a, we have a treaty um, and the three articles of that treaty um, are very well known um, and yet there's a fourth treaty which talks about spirituality that's kind of in the backdrop um, and I think that from an Indigenous perspective and um, the way in which we hold our whakapapa, our genealogical ties to our DNA markers, um, that is something that this work, um, I guess, um, is will um, magnify. And so after this particular event, I'm heading over to Halifax. Um, they have a placemaking conference over there. Um, and essentially um, I will be speaking there. So my role at home is essentially a conduit between um, our 19 tribes in Auckland. So I'm a child of, of Tamaki Makoto, um, Auckland, um, with the biggest population in our country. So Tamaki Makoto, and this is like one of those spaces, um, is um, Tamaki of 100 lovers, and now we have 1.5 million of them. Um, living in living in Auckland, um, and so um, my work is um, 
is, um, I guess, really important because it's helping Māori, helping those tribes to be able to see their faces in their places, um, to be able to take their grandchildren, their mokopuna. So mokopuna means, um, you know, our grandchildren. But when we look at the fundamentals of the meaning of that word, it's to be able to see our tāmoko, our faces, uh, in reflected in our places, so puna, uh, our springs. Um, and when we share these deep um, cultural expressions, um, it makes for, I guess, um, it, it helps non-Māori, non-Indigenous people to think about, you know, where they come from, um, where their DNA markers are, and uh, basically where, where their bones come from. Mm. Thank you. Now, you said some interesting things there, because perhaps I was thinking of this uh, differently from what I'm hearing. So what I mean by that is this. When, when, you, when I heard the word placemakers, I was thinking physical, because we're talking about physical uh, some spaces in that regard. But... Now I hear DNA markers. So is there is there something there that that you guys could elaborate? Am I am I on the right track here with this, or am I off? And and what is the what is the connection then between physical and DNA markers? So so, so essentially, we as Indigenous peoples don't make place; place mm. makes us. Mm. Yeah. Right. William, would you like to elaborate on that at all? Could you could you talk about uh, about architecture, how how do you how do you shape or create a physical environment, uh, and and you know that that is indigenous in the modern world that still that still speaks to the 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 traditional values. Uh, um, yes, as David has said, I'm a landscape architect in Tamaki Makoto. Um, and yeah, I guess to elaborate on that, um, for me, the work that I do has, um, I do a lot of engagement with our mana whenua. So mana whenua are people that have the right to the land that they live in. Um, so m my work looks at, you know, the whole engagement process, and a lot of that stems from there. Um, engaging with our mana whenua to ensure that, you know, their identity their, their face are represented in the spaces that they live. Um, I've helped develop um, strategies in terms of design and how we take what mana whenua look as, um, you know, design strategies, implementations, um, and taking their knowledge, their maturanga, um, and their ways of thinking and how we might impl implement that and incorporate that through design. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of the design that we've seen in Tamaki Makoto now is reflective of... Um, Amana whenua, um, and that's been within recent years. Uh, the whole engagement process is key um, for this um, in terms of placemaking. Because um, in Aotearoa, you know, we have a very um, Western. We like to adapt, um, you know, our you know our Western ways of thinking. But a lot of the knowledge that we hold as Māori um, has a lot of richness and a lot of depth that um, we now we are now starting to see um, be put back into our spaces. Um, and a lot of the mahi, and, and in terms of landscape architecture, you know, a lot of that's kind of reflecting back to the whenua, so the land. Um, yeah, the land is speaking for itself again. Um, so be, being able to give that voice back to the whenua um, and back to the people, um, 
allows for that um the whole i guess um the kupu that we what was the kupu that was the rematriation sorry i don't have my um back into our spaces so yeah a lot of uh, we 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 starting to see that now within um Aotearoa. So you're listening to Moment of Truth on Element FM and uh, in Toronto and Ottawa, and I have several guests here from uh, a week long uh, uh, event that is taking place on Toronto Island, and uh, a a day long symposium is taking place uh, tomorrow Friday the thirteenth for about sixty or seventy people. And what they've they've done is they it's a gathering of minds, but it's also a gathering of people uh, uh, to talk about uh, uh, placemakers. And um, and and bringing that, I guess, back into the the idea of what is what is indigenous, what is an indigenous uh, uh, space. Now, uh, when I when I think of that, and I think of this this modern world that we live in, uh, you know, the other thing that has has been brought up is is um, uh, reconciliation that was, that was touched on, and. I'm just wondering if if you guys, uh, because in the na- last number of years in in Canada at least, we've seen a bit of a shift uh, in terms of people being more aware, more more open to indigenous ideas, and 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 I w- might say that if we look at the globe in general, and we look at what is happening uh, from a climate uh, effect, uh, I think people are starting to realize that maybe the the, the path uh, to uh, just uh, not consider the environment is now catching up with us and and let's face it indigenous people lived on this planet for many thousands of years in harmony with mother earth not having to uh disrupt uh, the the environment and so i'm just wondering if are you guys seeing a change are you are you experiencing that as well can someone talk about that so um I've been involved particularly with the iwi in Auckland, the tribes in Auckland, around um, their participation and involvement with the development of the um, Auckland um, Climate Action Plan. And um, there is a whole lot of work happening in Aotearoa, specifically around climate change. Um, and Māori are definitely um, active in that space, which is which is really great. I think from a um, place-based perspective, uh, it has been really important that the journey that we've been on um, as mana whenua, um, I am a child of Tāmaki, my, my tribes um, are from Tāmaki, um, it's really important that we're able to apply our cultural narratives to the, to the storying um, of climate change. And so through that process, um, the tribes have referred to climate change um, as te tāruke a tāwhiri. So te tāruke a refers to, I guess, the struggles of tāwhiri mātia. Um, there's, a, there's a whole narrative that goes behind that, but essentially um, tāwhiri mātia um, was one of the children of Rangi and Papa who, who um, were opposed to their parents being separated to bring light. Um, and um, through that, um, separation. He then um, he then decided that uh, he would um, stay with his father, um, Sky Father, and um, there would come a day that he would take his revenge out on his siblings. 
Um, and so when we think about climate change and tāwhiri mātia, you know, being being our atua um, of um, the winds and um, and those kinds of things, um, and now we're starting to see the changes um, in, in our climate. Um, and so I guess um, the climate um, action plan, therefore, um, is being articulated through a cultural um, a lens, um, which then also allows, you know, the education, us to educate not only um, not only non-Māori, but it also gives some foundation to our children that are coming through to, to acknowledge that, you know, um, that is another example, Auckland is a place of volcanoes. We have a, we have a, a, a atua um, who is matauho, and, um, and so there's that connection there as well. And so there's, there's this kind of mingling space in the middle um, of what is seen and what is unseen. Um, and people talk about, oh, you know, that's just a fable or, you know, a myth. And so I'm kind of going around saying, well, you know, um, somebody was parting the sea back in the day. And, you know, are they all myth conceptions? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm bum as the drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> and the thunder strikes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, you know, it's interesting you tell that story and share that because there are similar stories in mm -hmm. other indigenous yes, cultures. Exactly. Everybody has a story that is somewhat like that. And, and I don't think it's a stretch for us to, to look at what is happening uh, to say that we are angering Mother mm -hmm. Earth and yeah, she's yeah. starting to let us know mm -hmm. it, that yeah. we're, we're not, you know, we better start paying attention. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so... So listen, we're we're kind of running out of time. We're getting close to the end, but I'm just wondering: is there anything we haven't touched on that, that someone would like to talk about about this week or about moving forward that uh, they feel is important to to mention? Well, okay, I'll just add one more thing because um, I'm also an architect, so right. I, I do understand yeah. the um, essence of being very environmentally friendly when it comes to choosing building materials. And you were right when you talked about the imposing buildings on this part and then, you know, lack of it on the mm. other side. And so as designers, that is very much part of what we think about when we're designing. We have to think about how it is environmentally friendly as we design for the envir environment as well as for the people and for the essence of all, you know, including animals as well. So that is part of the household which we need to consider when we're designing. That would be my okay. little piece. Nicole, can I ask you about tomorrow? What oh, yeah. what will you guys be doing tomorrow? Yeah, um, it's a public symposium. We have um, we have many uh, both grassroots initiatives as well as um, institutional representation that will be attending uh, the symposium. Uh, all different types of um, initiatives, folks who are interested in the um, both the practice of placemaking, like architecture, landscape architecture, um, design, etc., as well as people who carry those narratives about place and who um, and who who share those narratives. So these people coming together, and really the question I think is about what what does support for indigenous placemaking uh, or in, for indigenous um, place or land? What does support look like? Really, like. Um, you mentioned TRC, Lucy, and um, 
there's a lot of sort of activity around that and a lot of the um, sort of um, feedback and even the, the research shows like a lot of the responses to TRC tend to be superficial, tokenistic. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but when you look at what's the goal um, uh, of placemaking, there's, there's many ways to think of that, but, but one way that I'm, that I'm seeing is, you know, the, to create, to uh, support the good life, you know, the Madhavuin, the Anishinaabe concept, and also justice from a, from a treaty implementation framework, historic treaties, the original spirit and intent of those um, agreements, which are not just between settlers and uh, indigenous people. Those treaties are uh, between indigenous nations and also with the land, starting with creation. And so how can we, um, lost my train of thought there, so how can we, um, how can we support, how can we support the, the work? Um, you know, what are the tools? How do we enhance access, as we were just talk, talking about this morning with Toki and with this group, um, those resources? How do you, um, how do you uh, push for justice in terms of distribution of resources and, and participation, et cetera? Um. Anybody else want to add something? Um. Yeah, I think for, for Ngāaho um, and for our members, it's been um, it's really valuable for us to spend time with our Indigenous whānau from the our families from the wider Mother Earth. Um, one of the things that has really been grounding some of my thoughts this week, um, and also listening to my colleagues' discussions today, is that concept of um, the Atua, so the gods' stories that. If you looked at it from a indigenous perspective, you could consider each of those so-called gods as um, as ecosystems within themselves, and that they <clears throat> our narratives talk about gods having relationships with each other, um, but you could understand that as ecosystems that have relationships with each other, mm -hmm. and that as humans we are sitting within those ecosystems. So uh, we should be there with our place making to enhance the balance that there is between those ecosystems rather than causing disruption disruptions within that and I think for us it's less about placemaking seems like something that has been imposed on a place whereas the way that I have been taught to relate to place is more of a sense of place so when I go to a place what it is that, that I'm feeling and I see a lot of placemaking uh, practices at the moment that are uh, trying to give people opportunities albeit kind of shallow to reconnect with place Sometimes one of the the very easy things that you can do to retune into the place where you exist, which also helps you to figure out how you can support that place, is to walk out of the door every morning and um, just take a moment to slow down and try and tune into your environment. So think of uh, five things that you can see, four things that you can hear, three things that you can touch, two things that you can smell, one thing that you can taste. If you do that every day over a large period of time and you start to tune back into your environment and sometimes some of these design structures that we give ourselves or these ways of communicating can take us away from that natural connection to place and cause more separation and cause more disruption than they do healing so I think our our narratives of place are there to remind us that we are, that we are a part of those wider ecosystems um, sometimes I would also you know, when we start to think of gods that, again, can separate us rather than reconnect us. So I think we need to look at these stories of place and really think about what they mean and how do they relate us back to our environment around us. Mm. Nicely said. Thank you. Um, I'm going to ask William if he, if, if he can, you know, because we're running out of time. I, 
I don't know if you have a little closing you want to make for this. Uh, if you do, good, fine. If not, that's fine as well. Uh, but I, I would just like to say, as you were speaking, what I thought about was, uh, if you know, if we are bodies, we we are uh, we are housed in these bodies that we have, and it's our body. And if we get sick, or if there's something that bothers us, we go. We realize we need to change, or we need to do something about that. If we extend that mm -hmm. and look yes. at the the planet mm -hmm. as a living being, which it is, mm -hmm. uh, and think about you know the same things apply mm -hmm. to the body of the Earth. Mm -hmm. uh, if it's if it's ill, if we're doing something that is making it ill, or if, if you know it's a, whatever it might mm -hmm. be, if we could only look at it like that, mm -hmm. we might think of what mm -hmm. we're doing in a different way. Yeah. William, uh, any final words or is that it? We're going to just... Uh... Oh, I guess just before we leave, um, yeah, I'll just like to Mihi, um, thank you for um, having us here. Um, it's been great to be able to share the mahi that we're doing um, across um, our cultures. Um, and yeah, I guess in terms of placemaking, um, a lot of, you know, what we've talked about, um, education, that's key for... Um, you know, how we progress forward, you know, with, you know, the whole climate change and, um, you know, our, our movements within our, our own indigenous cultures, you know, being able to educate our tamariki, our children, our mukupuna, um, within the ways that we traditionally know and understand um, and being able to, um, yeah, um, revitalize that and restore that and to bring that into um, the ways that we live today. Um, so, yeah, that, that's sort of my little spiel on that, but... Before we leave, um, yeah, we'd just like to, I guess, sing a little waiata for you. So a waiata a song, um, just to kind of close and bring us together. Um, so yeah, uh, So this waiata uh, reflects on um, three aspects that are really important to humankind, and it is around love and compassion. Uh, it's about truth, um, and it's also around peace. Te aroha, te whakapono, me te rangi māri e tātautātaue. For all of you coming in today at such short notice, it was great to have you here. I wish you all the best in your journeys and with this uh, symposium tomorrow. And look forward to maybe having you back again in the future. Thank you. You've been listening to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. Be sure to listen next time.